episode of Dr. Me First. I'm Dr. Erin Wiseman, your colleague in medicine and your coach in life, and I am just super happy that you are joining me here today. Well, I am talking with Dr. Tracy Asamoa. She is a psychiatrist. She is a coach. She is a friend. She is an absolute amazing person, and I'm just really elated to share this conversation with you. Her word today is first, and it's interesting where she takes it. So she talks a little bit about how she likes digging in on finding what do I need to consider first? What do I need to know what's most important first? What do I need to do first? And she also talks about how she's a new coach. And so everything right now for her is first. So jump into this conversation. I hope that it's helping you move from a place of burnout, brokenness, and despair to one that is joy-filled, sustainable, and that you absolutely freaking love. And then stick around afterwards for a little kick of encouragement to keep you on your journey. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to Dr. Me First. It's your super sassy host, Dr. Erin Wiseman, and I have a super sassy friend with me here today. This is Dr. Tracy Asamoa. She is going to give you guys a little information all about herself, and then we're going to talk about our friendship. Sure. So I will give the thumbnail sketch of myself. So I am a child and adolescent psychiatrist in Austin, Texas. I am in private practice, although that is not where my world started. Um, And I am also a writer and a coach. Um, And those three hats shift around depending on what day I'm in. My coaching life, because that's what this podcast is about, is really focused. It's, It's evolving. And my focus really is working with physician women, professional women, although I see that opening up a bit, um, but that's where it is right now. And really focusing on working through changes, transitions, big life things, but really creating, how do we create and allow for space in our life? And how does that allow us to prioritize? So that's where my coaching focus is. Um, Yeah, I think, I think that's about enough to cover a thumbnail. Yes, absolutely. And I don't know exactly how we met. Was it through LinkedIn or I, I don't know. You, I don't know exactly how, but we've known each like other for a little yeah, while. I think you, as th- does not surprise me, reached out and, <laughs> and it, it blossomed from there. Yeah, so we met uh, probably because you had listed somewhere in a bio that you were a physician coach, and I got really uber excited, and (laughs) um, from that, you are part of the Physician Coaching Alliance, which is a new group of us, we're about 25 strong now, of physician coaches who are working together to change lives within healthcare for us that are in healthcare and to make the culture of healthcare a better Mm -hmm. place, so I'm just so excited to call you friend and colleague and fellow coach absolutely and the word you're bringing to us today is first tell me why you picked that one you know it's interesting as soon as you mentioned that there was a word from the day that's what popped into my head and I think it's because well I know it's because I am at a point in my life that I am really honing down what's on my plate on a daily basis to what's most important and often 
I'm really getting granular and saying, what do I need to think about first? Or what do I need to do first? Or what do I need to consider first? And so I think that's become a kind of a battle cry for my life. And so that's why I chose that word. I love it. And it's so important because don't you find when you're working with your people, sometimes they get, they're so like caught up in the chaos and the mess and everything that I even asked that question, what must be done today? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I really do see my job as a coach is to really just help untangle that messy ball of yarn that people bring to the work and to help them sort out, you know, where is the beginning of the string? Let's start there and let's figure out what needs to happen right now, right here today to get you on your path. And so, you know, at least the way I've been trained as a coach, it's not that I'm bringing any sort of expertise to the conversation. It really is just helping kind of uncover and reveal and understand what that person already has. And it really is finding the beginning of the string. Like, what do we need to think about first? What do you need to do first? What do we need to understand first? And then we can, we can go anywhere from there. I really love that description of coaching. The one that I've always used is feeling like you're lost in a dark cave and a Mm -hmm. coach hands you a flashlight. Mm, I like that. Yeah. But I like yours. I may steal yours occasionally. (laughs) Well, well, why don't we swap? Here we go. (laughs) I like yours too. (laughs) Well, tell me a little bit about your journey that kind of got you to coaching. Well, it's funny. So my coaching journey started, oh gosh maybe five or six years ago. So I, coming out of training from um, fellowship, went immediately into academic work. I worked in, um, at the University of New Mexico. I was on faculty. I was on track to get into the life of academic medicine and realized pretty quickly that I didn't really like all of what academic medicine was. I I wasn't interested in publishing. And although I did want to write, writing is a big part of what I like to do. It wasn't academic writing. Um, And just kind of feeling beaten down as a, you know, a new doc, new grad in an academic setting where you're at the very bottom of the totem pole. Um, It just wasn't something I wanted to do. Um, So Fast forward a couple of years and one child later, my husband and I moved to Texas and I ended up working for a nonprofit and loved the mission of the nonprofit. I didn't really love how that particular nonprofit was seeing through their mission and purpose um, and really started seeing that although I wasn't quite getting burned out, I was I I saw kind of the fraying around the edges and really what I felt was just out of place and disillusioned with what I was doing. And I just was struggling to make sense of it. And so that was at the point that I actually left my, um, I left my position, I actually wrote about it on Kevin MD. Um, I left my position and just without really a plan, I just decided that I was just going to stop. And I, I, I completely understand how blessed I am that I have a husband who was able to float us for a while. And financially, we, we could do this. But I stopped and just decided to do an inventory of where I was and what I wanted to do. And coaching was one of the things that first appeared. Um, Now, at this time, 
even physician coaching wasn't something that a whole lot of people were doing. So I didn't find it. I found all sorts of other types of coaching and couldn't quite resonate with what that looked like. So I put it on the back burner and opened my private practice. And then a couple of years ago, this idea of really wanting to work with women and particularly professional women who are really trying to figure out who they are underneath all of the stuff that gets piled on top of us um, was something that just kept kind of peeking its head just above my level of consciousness. I just kept thinking that there's just somebody here I need to talk about this. There's, there are just people who are dealing with this who I want to explore that with. And so that's where I really began kind of in earnest saying, okay, I could probably get some training around this. This is something I could probably do. And honestly, being in private practice, it was something that I could easily just kind of blend into not the type of work I was doing, but the setting that I had created for myself with my work. I love it. And then what kind of sprouted from that? Um, I know that you're still kind of lining out all of what the, the, the coaching yeah. business looks like yeah. and all of that. So share that part of your journey too, because I bet there's people out there listening to us who are like, oh my God, like I'm kind of in that phase too, yeah. but like, yeah. I don't, how do I name this? What do I name this? Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. And so it's, so I have to say, this is one thing I love about the, the coaching alliance that we have, because you get to hear people who are at all different parts of their journey. Like some folks have been coaching for a while and have established practices. And then people like me who are like, all right, so let's, let's get some, you know, let's get some people in here. Let's see what this is going to look like. So what, it, what, so I will tell you what it's, what starting out looks like. Cause I think for people who are in that place to know what that looks like is really interesting. So it's a lot of research and figuring out, um, you know, what does a coaching practice look like that's different from a medical practice. It is telling your story of being a coach so people actually know to think of you that way. That is probably for me still the hardest thing is marketing myself and telling my story and telling a narrative that is so different from the one that I had for myself when I was 10 years old, you know, that I was going to become a doctor and this is what a doctor's life looked like. And so completely changing that narrative and now starting to tell the story of actually I'm a coach. And I'm also a writer and, you know, I help people in a very different way is something that is a big part of this journey. Um, so kind of the practical steps I took was I started by just taking some classes and foundational classes in areas like healthcare and leadership and change and transition, things that were really kind, kind of central to the type of coaching that I wanted to do. Um, and then I just started recruiting people around me in my, in my circles around me. Hey, I, you know, you know, from honestly, from my kids to colleagues, I'm trying to become a coach. I'm really trying to, you know, practice my skills. Can we have a coaching conversation right now? My kids love it when I do this. Hey, you guys, you want to practice helping mommy become a coach or telling my husband who I do a lot of work. Um, he is an ear doc. He has an urgent care and I'm kind of the quote unquote marketing strategic planning person. Some of my board work is coming into um, coming into coming handy there. And so, but a lot of what I do with him is he's thinking about what he wants to do or coaching conversations. Um, and then I really started kind of branching out and other female physicians just saying, Hey, you know, I'm trying to build a coaching practice. Can I coach you for a few sessions? Can we start, you know, can I just start getting my feet wet, wet with that? 
Um, so that's, that's part of it is just really starting with the circle around you. I think the other piece that's really important is looking for other people who are in a similar place and saying, you, you know, let's coach together. Let's do some barter coaching. And so um, through my classes, I've been able to set up with a couple of people some barter coaching, which has been really helpful. Um, and so that is kind of where I am right now is really starting to um, build that into kind of more, more formal practices. The other thing that I think is really important that, I, that I'm having a lot of fun with is getting out there in different ways. And so I have um, a friend who I actually attended residency with who's also a psychiatrist. She is not a coach, but she is really interested in looking at other ways to um, understand what her life as a doc looks like. And so she and I have started doing um, workshops together. And um, our workshops deal with stress. So she talks a lot about um, the kind of the science and data behind stress and how it affects our minds and our bodies and our spirits. And then I do a lot more of just coaching around. So now that you know about this, what are you going to do in a group setting? And so that's something that we've started doing that's, that's really exciting because again, it's not just bringing in more you know, clients, which I would love for it to do, but it's really reaching people in a very intentional way with these very different messages than the ones we typically receive. Yeah. And I think that's the really beautiful thing about yeah. being a coach, but it's also the really hard thing to like program out of your mind is like, yeah. there's no set framework. Like you don't do right. A and then B and then C and then D. Like, right. And some people complain about the coaching industry because they're like, well, anybody can call themselves a coach. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah at this point, you know, it's different than the freaking physician side where we have to do 70,000 pieces of paper to get credentialed right. with what we're doing, yeah. plus years of work. Yeah. But I think that's the important thing to show too is like, we're both coaches, but yeah. we do it in extremely different colors and varieties. And we, yeah, we bring yeah. that out in different ways. And I think that's the, the, the hardest part when you're first starting is to be like, what makes me, me, what, yeah. how am I going to shine a certain color of light so that it attracts other people in that spectrum? Because mm -hmm. there's no, there's so much noise like on Facebook and all these people trying to like sell you stuff. Mm -hmm. but, like at the end of the day, you just have to step back and be like, where, where is me in all of this and how right. can I serve and help people in this coaching way? Yeah. Because I felt like in the medical world, it's like, well, you learn to do an assessment and then you yeah. like do an HMP and then they teach you all this coding stuff where yeah. in coaching, it's not that at all. So it is exciting. Yeah. And I see yeah. it coming in my life too. Yeah. Just conversations that I'm having. I had one earlier today at work and I was like, huh, I totally went coach approach on that instead of yeah, like yeah, information yeah. gathering. I just yeah. opened curiosity and said, clarify this for me. Yeah. And it was amazing. That's, that's what I love about it. That word opening. I love this idea of a coaching relationship being an open, an opening of that person, A, to a new experience, a new way of understanding themselves, but just that that process of helping them open and, and working with them on that. And, and then I find I open too, um, because as that person is, I mean, although the, that I'm the coach and I'm helping that person, I always get something from it. I always find myself opening in a different way and in surprising ways. It, it's been at times them discovering something about themselves and me saying, huh, yeah, 
that sounds a little bit close to home. Okay, you know, or from just the process of them discovering these things about themselves and just the, the excitement and the energy that comes out of that. Mm -hmm. It's a totally, it makes so much sense as an approach. And it's just, I found, I almost got frustrated at times when I go into my physician world mm -hmm. because I've been so immersed in coaches world yeah. that I'm like, gosh, we need that more in yeah. here. So I'm just yeah. so thankful to have you who is helping to infuse this into healthcare yeah. and what you're doing and just so glad to support you and to shine this out. I think it's just absolutely amazing that as you as a psychiatrist is like, yeah, this coaching thing, it's cool. Yeah. Because the other day, let me tell you this story. So I was giving, it was called, entitled Physician Life Coach. That was the name of my CME mm -hmm. presentation that I gave at the mm -hmm. Indiana Osteopathic Association. Nice. Yeah. Afterwards, I got mansplained by a psychiatrist who told me that I was totally stepping out of what I should be doing as a physician coach. Wow. And so I just, it just reinforces to me, I must have pushed some of his buttons um, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I just love that, that, that we can represent such a wide variety and, and say, you know, maybe a little bit different is okay. Yeah. And I think it's important too, for people to really understand the purpose behind coaching. Um, and this is something as a psychiatrist that I'm very intentional about is I would never want someone to need more from me in a coach coaching relationship that what I then what I promised them um, and so you know I'm you know I you I think as a coach it, it is our responsibility to make sure we're not trying to help people that maybe have something deeper or different that they're trying to deal with and trying to resolve it in a coaching relationship because it's a very different relationship um, and so I really want the people I understand to understand to get that, you know, I wear two hats and this hat with you is a coaching hat. And if I think someone with a different hat would be better service to you, then we'll figure that out and make sure you're pointed in the right direction. And so I, I think that, you know, it's really important for people to understand that because seeing a physician or even a psychiatrist for things that you're struggling with help in an immense number of ways, but there's something very unique that coaching does. Yeah. There's just a, you know, and, and honestly, I use a lot of the coaching um, strategies in my relationships with my patients, um, especially my adolescent patients and, and my, my transitioning youth who are transitional youth who are, going to college or moving out of their parents' house or starting a job and they're not quite sure how to put all the pieces together. And, you know, and instead of talking to them necessarily about their anxiety, because maybe that's doing okay, or their depression, because maybe that's resolved, we can talk about how are you going to live your life right now? And, and what are your goals? And how are you going to do some of these very basic things that are part of becoming an adult? So there's so much, there's, I guess the other piece of it, there's space for all of it. 
you know, we don't have to exclude one form of helping because we think it steps on the toes of some other form of helping. You really can find space for all of it if, if everybody is very thoughtful and responsible about what their role is with a given individual. Yeah, and I think that's just part of being a good coach is like clearly defining that. Yeah. And that's, that's part of your, what I feel is my responsibility as the coach going into that to say that exact same things. Like, hey, if my like intuition is telling me that you've got some really deep-seated depression that right. needs to be treated before we move forward in this coaching, yeah, I, am, I think that's our responsibility to say, hey, we need to get some other team members in here. Mm -hmm. You need to go see somebody else. Just as if, you know, somebody else needed some other kind of specialist as far yeah. as with that. But I really think it is. It's it's about being very clear in what you can do as a coach mm -hmm. and how you mm -hmm. can help. And I think for people who are just getting started, that feels really uncomfortable because they're right. not been doing it enough or they've been told, like, you're going to get sued because right. you're handling mental health stuff. So I would yeah. just put a plug out there for people to say, just very clearly define what mm -hmm. you do and what you do not do. Yeah. For instance, I had a call the other day with a wonderful woman. And at the end of our phone call, she said, well, I'm really looking more for a mentor then. I didn't understand about coaching. And I was like, great, let yeah. me hook you up with, with another female physician who could yeah. mentor you. Right, right. Because that's what she was looking for. And I felt really good about that conversation because I didn't, I didn't sell her on anything. I didn't, right. I didn't try to push that because after we had really talked it through, she could clearly identify what she yeah. wanted and needed. Right. And it is being very clear about what each role is. I, I'm not remembering exactly what this graphic had on it without it in front of me. But during one of my coaching classes, there was a graphic that had four quadrants and it had the difference between expert and um like expert and learner and then uh, I can't and maybe professional and non-professional and in it were things like teacher, coach, physician and it, I'm not doing it justice but what it, the point that I guess I want to make is each of those different things has a different purpose in whether or not you are an expert in a given relationship versus someone who's just acting as a guide in a relationship so when I hear a mentor a mentor is clearly someone who has a level of expertise in an area that they've excelled in that someone else wants to learn from. And so really the purpose of that relationship is the mentor to help guide that person in an area that they know a lot about. Absolutely. Um, and, and coaching relationships are different. You know, I'm not an expert in your life, but certainly my skill set will help you uncover what your purpose is or what you're working through or what your goals are in a way that maybe you weren't able to before. Absolutely. I always tell yeah. people it's, you know, um, the mentor mentee is um, a stepwise, you know, there's a mentor mm -hmm. who does where a coaching is more eye to eye, like yeah. we see each other on the same level. Yes. And so, and I say the exact same thing too, is like your answers are within you. I'm yeah. not going to give your answers, but what right. I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to get you to get really clear. I'm going to get you to get awareness and stuff mm -hmm. so that those answers like bubble up to the surface. And then Absolutely. you're like, oh, now I see. So yeah. what a great explanation of coaching. All you listeners out there, if you can't tell, we think it's bomb. If you don't have a coach <laughs> yet, you need to go get a hold of Tracy and hang out with her and get some of her special coaching magic. If they want to do that, where do mm -hmm. they need to go find you? 
So the first stop is my website. It's tracyasamoacoaching.com. I have to be careful not to give away my, my practice website. Um, and um, and I, I will give my Twitter handle because perhaps by putting my Twitter on blast, I will be much better at engaging on Twitter. It's tracyasamoa16. Um, I, when I'm engaged with Twitter, I love it, but it, when I think about what I put first, it is rarely first on my plate in a given day, but, you know, I'm more than happy to engage with people there if that's how they like to connect and, and find me. Um, and the other um, place that I, I would encourage people just to, you know, especially people here in Austin and, and hopefully in the future um, online is, I mentioned before, my, my partner, Dr. Robin May Davis and I are, are building what we hope to be another way of offering just support and care to, to women um, who, are, who are dealing with stress and trying to just figure out their way through their professional and personal lives. And we go under the name of Release, Revive, Renew. And right now we're working on building workshops, but hopefully that will expand and include some other offerings as time goes along. Perfect. Well, I will get yeah. all that in the show notes so that we can share it. And just thank you so much for coming on the podcast and hanging out with me today. Absolutely. It was so much fun. so much Dr. Tracy Asamoah for coming on the podcast for sharing your encouragement your inspiration and kind of girl fanning with me over coaching you're the best I love you so much thanks again all right now let's get into this kick of encouragement I have a couple things one untangling the mess that is the ball of yarn of our lives oh my gosh I love that illustration when Tracy mentioned that I think probably it's because I have always loved untangling knots. You give me shoestrings, you give me knitting yarn. I will sit for hours and pick away and get things untangled. No wonder I love being a coach. That's exactly what we're doing inside of your brain. And I think Tracy brought up a really good point when it's about like trying to find the beginning of that yarn. Or sometimes it's just about just pulling and seeing what comes loose and working on that small section of the knot. Too many times I think we go into a problem or we try to figure things out and we're trying to get the whole mess of yarn straight and back into a ball. When really we just need to pick a small segment and work on that. Get it straightened out? Okay, move on to the next one because it's all interconnected. And eventually by working through those different knots, those different snags, those different issues, we eventually get that whole ball worked out. So thank you for that illustration and for mentioning that. I also wanted to talk a little bit more about what we touched on in the conversation in regards to the different roles and where coaching fits in, where mentoring fits in, um, where teacher fits in, that sort of thing. I think it's really important and I don't know that I've ever really talked about it here on the podcast, but it is something that I know as coaches we talk a lot about. So 
Dr. Osamoa, like she said, she's a child and adolescent psychiatrist. And so psychotherapy, you can think about it, is more set in past and present. As far as they are a guide using what's happened in the past and what's currently going on. And it's about resolving the past. Whereas coaching, it is more future focused. So it's aimed at creating a future which differs from the current norms. And many times it's about moving beyond what the patterns are, what the status quo, what the conventional are. So you can think about psychotherapy, counseling, sitting on past and present, whereas coaching is sitting on present and future. And I want to talk a little bit then about, okay, so where does mentoring um, sit in with that? Well, mentoring is more focused on the expertise of the mentor being the expert rather than the mentee. Whereas in coaching, the expert is the coachee. The person who is getting coached. So that's the difference between mentoring and coaching. And so I think it's important to have those differentiations because as we're talking about coaching, just like what Tracy was talking about, like defining those different roles, it's also important to see that there's a fit for everything. I mean, I think we could even throw consulting versus coaching in there. So consulting is about giving an advice in an area of expertise where coaching is more about powerful conversations and the expertise coming out of the coachee. The, that person always remains the expert in coaching. And so I know I've had people come to me recently and they're just like, well, what do you think the right answer is? And I just ask them back, what do you think the right answer is? And it makes people totally pissed. But you have to realize, me functioning as your coach, I'm not your consultant. I'm not your mentor. Unless I flip into those roles and I tell you, hey, okay, right now, you know, I'm, I'm going to come from a different aspect. But when we are coaching together, I am there to support you, to help you achieve what your goals are, to be supportive, but yet challenging too, to help you move to the future on the path of fulfillment. I hope that all makes sense to you. I have a really good graphic. I'm trying to figure out how to get it into the show notes, but it describes those four different roles. But you could probably plot them out now, now that I told you about it. And the other thing I wanted to throw out there too is if there are any female physicians who are also coaches and you are interested in learning more about the Physician Coaching Alliance, check the show notes out. We are all the time getting new members and I would love to have new members. And what the Physician Coaching Alliance is, it is all about connecting people who want to be coached with like-minded physician peers who are coaches and not in a profit manner. This is just me making connections with others. The other great thing about being a member of the Physician Coaching Alliance, we meet twice monthly and do um, in-person meetings specifically around physician coaching, what that entails, how to get better, how to get started, when you're getting going, how to keep your mojo, when you're in the middle of it all. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, hop on the show notes, go over to physiciancoachingalliance.com and fill out the contact us information and you will get an email back from yours truly hooking you up with it. And if you're not a coach, but you are interested in perhaps jumping into this coaching thing, if you're like, Erin, 
my work-life balance sucks and I want to change it. Or, Erin, I'm in an okay place. I'm not totally crispy with burnout, but I know this is not my forever place. Or if you're like, Erin, I kind of want to do something else. Maybe a business, maybe a side hustle, maybe a change. I don't know. You really need to think about getting in the Dr. Me First Mastermind Group that starts in January. Again, that is in the show notes as well. I would love to have any and everyone who is interested in moving themselves forward. I think it's going to be really fun in a group format. You also get one-on-one sessions with me and a whole bunch of fun materials and homework that I know if you're an Uber gunner like me, you'll definitely enjoy. Well, friends, that's a lot of information that I'm throwing at you, but I just want you to know, I so appreciate you. I appreciate you listening all the way through to the end. I appreciate the emails, the Instagram comments that I get. I just think this community is just bomb-ass amazing, and I want you to know I love you guys. So remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Hang in there. Bye. Bye.